Chapter 13, Mayhem Nine days have passed since Ivy left me to rot in Arkham. Well, that was a bit harsh, but it is exactly how I feel. It's so boring and lonely here, and the thought of them abandoning me here like I am a worthless replaceable pawn is growing by day, evaporating any remnants of my optimism and patience. Days are like years when there's nothing to do except for listening to the screams of the green, failing to formulate any viable escape plans with Harleen, and suffering silent sessions with Leland. God or any higher being must have taken pity on me because an opportunity to leave this hellhole presented itself when Riddler ate and pooped out a few seeds, bell pepper, or capsicum annuum, I believe. They aren't particularly tough or resilient but this is the closest plant life that got close enough in days. I could feel the little guys traveling down the pipes near my cell block, so I encouraged them to grow, bursting pipes and walls in Arkham, sending wastewater and concrete everywhere. Alarms immediately rang in the hallways, alerting Gotham police to send backup and warning the useless guards that there's a breakout. A guard, who must be new, literally pissed himself when he saw the huge stem materializing under his nose and he momentarily forgot that the herbicide button was right in front of him and I took advantage of it. Summoning a branch to crack my glass cage before realization hits him, I broke free and roamed the hallways. The entire cell block is in an uproar, adrenaline coursing through my vein and I have never felt so empowered before and it feels good. Now that I am out of the cell, I just need to gather my bearings and get the fuck out. I headed for the exit, but the alarm sounded and I could see guards running towards that direction. Stop. You plant bitch. A guard pointed a gun at me with trembling hands, they really should stop hiring inexperienced fools. Wearing Ivy's iconic sinister smirk, I slowly raised my hands up in the air. Hello dear, I lick my lips, what are you going to do about it? I said as seductively as possible, almost out of instinct. The guard is flustered but tries to stand firm nevertheless, oblivious to the branch that is swinging towards his pathetic back. I didn't stop even though he was unconscious. Instead, I lashed out at the bottled-up frustration I experienced on him until he was nothing but an empty meat sack. After the rage subsided, I felt sorry for the guard for a moment before remembering how guards here treated its patients and how Green had been screaming non-stop. All empathy dissipated and I quickly took his gun from the deformed fingers and head to the security control room. The room is situated on the opposite side of the building and I was met with little resistance as most guards have rushed to the exit. After strangling a jailer with my hands and smacking the other's head into the wall with an oversized twig, I slammed my hand hard on the red button to free all prisoners. Why would they have such a button in the first place anyway? I chuckled to myself. All hell broke loose instantly, providing the best diversion a girl can hope for. Bane started a killing spree, cracking skulls along the corridors with his bare hands, painting the walls crimson red. Two-Face got his hands on some guns and is blasting away till kingdom come, Clayface morphed into a gigantic monster with blades as hands, throwing long-range punches and jabs. The guards don't even stand a chance. This is total chaos and I love every bit of it but I need to get my man and my body back, so I can't stay to watch this shit show. Summoning the plant once more, I tore a hole in the concrete wall and headed to Ivy's hideout directly. Selena better have a solution ready because this body-swapping thing is so overrated. Selena picked up after three rings. Hey a kitty. You miss me? I paced around the greenhouse tending to the plants as I spoke. They curl their leaves and branches to express their joy for having me back. Harls. Hey. Hi. I heard about Arkham. I'm sorry about Bruce. His self-righteous ass can suck it. It's nice to hear a familiar voice again, but something is off because Selena never apologizes. Tis okay, kitty. You know, Emma just calling to ask about the scripture. Any news? Um, about that dash. Come on kitty, it's been like three weeks. You've gotta have something. I am growing impatient, and I can't exactly get my man back with this body. 
Soharo. About that. I did manage to track down a philologist who told me he can translate it. I was supposed to meet with him today but someone got to him first. Harley, that guy is now dead. By who? My voice is filled with disbelief and every muscle in my body tensed up. Who would murder a random academic if not for the message on the stone tablet? Joker. He knows. Kitty. Pam is with Joker. I hung up without waiting for a response. The past few days were peaceful. Bud and Lou are being needy now, always asking for pets, and they have that irresistible Harley-like glassy eyes too. It seems that they have accepted that though I am not Harley, I am still the nicest person around, compared to the goons who seem to just sit around and stare at my ass. Random backhand slaps from Joker is not uncommon but he was away for a day now. Business trips, he said, I don't care and am partially glad that he's gone, so I didn't question him further. In hindsight, he probably will give me one of his abusive lessons for asking anyway, so it's wise not to ask at all. When he returned, he was different. His smile is a little wider and his eyes radiate danger. You can almost see cogs and gears in his brain scheming something malicious. Harley. Do you know why today is special? He resembles a tiger eyeing its dinner, my body shivers under that gaze. And no puddin, what's the occasion? I forced out a smile. My face is still bruised from the abuse a few days ago. I am glad that the serum I cooked up for Harley is doing a wonderful job in speeding up the healing process because that was certainly a fractured cheekbone, and Harley was right, there's nowhere to run and no one to go to. You'll see. I know you love surprises. I internally cringed at that response. I do not like surprises. I love planning. I love control. But Harley does like surprises so I pretend to beam at his reply. Your best, and kissed him on the cheek. Revolting. Patience is a virtue. Or should I say, Ivy. His eyes darken, his face settled into a sardonic expression. I should have known the moment I saw you. My Harley never kisses me when we are on a job. I made sure she learned her lesson. I froze momentarily. How? Let's see if you're a slow learner too, and he pulls out his pistol. Now, Pammy, be a good girl and put this on. We have a show to make. His free hand tossed me some cuffs. I remember the consequences of fighting back, he won't hesitate to shoot. So I quietly obeyed, feeling the cold metal around my wrists. Can't wait to see Harley's face when she sees her gift, his grotesque laughter rang in the air sending shivers down my spine. The clown prince has his movie-style villain monologue, delivering unnecessary exposition as he ushered me down to the basement. While I don't normally endorse the self-importance of these speeches, I am grateful to get some much-needed explanation for my downfall. Turns out it was apparent to him that something was off the moment I kissed him, and his suspicion only grew when I was being so quiet in the car on the day of the breakout. The self-proclaimed Oscar-worthy performance is terrible, it appears, and he has his goons keeping tabs on me the whole time, Pamela Lillian Isley, you were never an actress, and I thought they were looking at my ass fml. When I turned down sex, he thought she cheated on him because Harley never rejects him, so he started snooping around. All the charming facade was just to keep me unguarded until he could find out who Harley was cheating with. Behind my back, he backtracked all Harley's movements and traced the museum heist to us. He tortured the museum manager to get photos and information of that casket, then he located some linguist to read the stone tablet. Now that he is all caught up, he thinks it would be hilarious to turn me into the next Harley Quinn, to be doormat 2.0. Oh Pammy. You will break. You're mine now. He sneered. The dimly lit basement is a makeshift torture dungeon, there are chains and shackles bolted on the dark grey walls. A dentist chair is situated in the middle of the room, next to some pieces of machinery that I cannot identify. Next to it are various bloodied tools, a hammer, scalpels, 
needles of different sizes, a saw, and many more. Fifty shades of grey much? I mocked, though I know enraging him is not my best option. You aren't even a handsome millionaire, but did you have a dom that abused you when you're a kid too? I left out a high-pitched snicker. Oh no no. I certainly do not come from a rich family and have an authoritative figure rate me, his venomous smile widens, oops sorry, yes that's you Pammy. My body shakes like a leaf when a flashback of Woodrue is playing on repeat in my head again and again. Maybe when Joker is done with me, there will be no body for Harley to swap back. I am slightly glad that she is safe and away in Arkham, maybe if he kills me, she can see the clown's true color and leave him for good. It's a sacrifice that I am willing to make. With that thought, my mind snapped back to reality in time to hear him say, now Pammy. Let the fun begin. His first few blows strategically dislocated my shoulders and messed up my knee, he did so with sadistic glee. This fucking psychopath. Fuck you, I tried to spat on his face, but missed. He landed another kick to my diaphragm and I can only wiggle and squirm on the floor when white-hot pain radiates around my body. Delighted that I can't escape now, he removed the cuffs. Oh Pamela, I love it when you fight back. Where's the fun in that otherwise? Unlike the regular thrashings that this body has to endure, the current hits are more precise. He takes his sweet time in between hits, examining the damage he inflicts after every blow, savoring every squeal I let out. I can only hope that my body will be going into shock soon so I can stop feeling all the pain. That never happened though. Harley's body seems to have built up a very high threshold for pain and damage before it shuts down. Even when he snapped my finger, I can still hear his brutal laugh and the pop that my joint makes. Death is a lovely alternative right now. It took me around half an hour to locate and arrive at the hideout Joker is using. The mayhem I caused in Arkham is probably on the news, and any self-respecting villain always has the news playing in the background, so I didn't even bother to sneak in. I summoned Ivy's vines to launch poisonous gas canisters through the funhouse's windows. My body is immune, so she will be safe. I waited a while for the gas to have taken an effect on the henchmen before barging in. The men are mostly choking on the floor right now, bleeding through their eyes, mouth, and nose. Smiling at how gruesome and effective Ivy's weapons are, I rush to the basement, praying that I am not too late. Joker is breaking my fourth finger when I hear the commotion upstairs. Unsure who'd come for me but I am glad someone is. It was then when I saw the vines, my vines. Harley. You're out. So glad that you can join the party, his morbid smile taught his inhumanly bleached skin. Pudden, let her go. She is my friend. Harley pleads with a soft tone. Her face shows that I must have been in a terrible state, but I also see a mixture of relief and anger bubbling over her features. No can do. You know I hate it when people lie to me. You remember, don't you? He picks up a scalpel and drags it across my arm, carefully holding his gaze at the Harley. The former psychiatrist flinched at the sight, her gaze dots between Joker's eyes and the blade, knowing that if he digs deeper, it will hit major arteries. Please Mr. J. I will come with you, just, just please let Ivy go. It's me that you want. Why do you think it's you that I want, he asked rhetorically, moving the scalpel closer to my neck. What am I going to do with that poisonous cunt of yours? She looks at him in a blend of hurt and anguish, large tears threatening to drop at any moment. Please Pudden, I love you. Before the Joker can reply, an object flies into the room knocking the lights out. In the dark, I can hear grunts and shouts, an unknown help is fighting the mad clown. An earthy flower scent approaches and my body seems to relax at the smell. It instantly gave out I felt her hands on me. Chapter 14, Hurt Kitty probably asked for backup after our call because Batsy arrived at a good time. To be honest, I never truly support their on-off relationship, because what kind of criminal would date the bat?
But again, who am I to judge people's taste in men when I am with Mr. J? At least B-Man is helping me save Pammy. Right after the bat plunged the room into complete darkness, I rushed to Pam, knowing that the Joker will be preoccupied with his nemesis. I remember firsthand how much it hurts. I have been in the basement a few times when I messed up big time, and all those times, Pammy has nursed me back to health. She always looks out for me and now it's my turn to look out for her. Pam looks so broken. My heart aches when I see that the defiance in her eyes has been replaced with despair and pain. Some of her fingers are angled in an unnatural state, bruises on her face tell me that she has been beaten at least a few days before, I wonder if this is how it feels like when the plant goddess sees me battered and broken on her doorstep. It's eerie to see my body in such a pathetic state, and it burns me to know that Joker would do this to Ivy. After all, the punishment I received was well-deserved, but not Pam. Ivy grimaced at my touch, but soon relaxed after I held her limp body closely. She looked so fragile and frightened. Planting a soft kiss on her forehead, I whispered, Shoo, it's okay Pamelam. I got ya. You're okay now. No one can hurt you no more. From experience, I know Batman can handle Joker. Besides, Ivy requires medical attention, so I just left. I carried the injured woman out of the basement, carefully not to further strain her cuts and joints. Emma take good care of you now Pammy. Promise. Ivy remained unconscious during the ride back home, occasionally squealing when the vehicle shuddered from bumps on the road. I am sorry. I muttered, knowing that she can't hear me. Tears are streaming down my face, this is all my fault. If I haven't stolen the freaking stones, if I haven't proposed a stupid plan, if I listen to Ivy, if I have been more careful when spiking drinks, only if I use my brain for once. Now is not the time for self-pity, Harley. Dr. Quinzel pops up from the rear mirror. She needs you now. You can hate yourself later, but now, it's about her. Glancing at her ghostly face, I nodded in agreement and dragged my focus back to the road. Cutting off the Daddy Little Monster t-shirt, I found old wounds that I am too familiar with, bruises that shape like a handprint, injuries that are likely to be inflicted by steel toe boots. My hands quiver with rage but I did my very best to process her wounds, recalling the medical training I have received a lifetime ago. Pam doesn't deserve this. She is intelligent, competent and careful, not a fuck up like I am. Focus, Harley. Pity party starts later. Harleen reminded. I am glad that I gave Pam a label maker last Christmas because Ivy's jars of salves and potion look extremely similar. After giving her something for the pain, I started tending to her injuries. Her house is a makeshift hospital due to my frequent visits, so it was not difficult to set her shoulders and splint her fractured fingers. Her knee is swollen but not deformed. Without proper equipment, it is impossible to determine the severity of the damage. First thing first, clean her wounds already. You had the vaccine, remember? It's unlikely that she will get an infection but you will never know. Dr. Quinzel suggested. Stumbling to the bathroom, I draw Ivy a bath, then I realize I never knew what magic bath bomb Ivy puts me in, because I never asked because I never expect I have to take care of her. She is always so strong, and I am just a pathetic selfish cunt that exploits her kindness. Snap out of it Harley, you can blame yourself later. Water is good enough for now. Nodding sheepishly, I return to the living room and carry Pam into the bathroom, peeling the rest of her clothes off the clammy body. A newfound sense of anger and guilt wash over me when I see the full extent of the damage he has inflicted. I am so sorry Pammy. I sobbed, letting my tears free fall onto her marred face. She looks so fragile. Come on Harley, stop crying. Harleen hushed. Slowly put her in the warm bath, I gently cleaned the delicate body, mindful not to disrupt the open wounds, attempting to wash the grime and pain away. Once the dried blood has been washed off, I can properly examine the wounds.
Most of the cuts are superficial, aimed to inflict pain instead of damage. I stitched up the deeper lacerations and bandaged the smaller gashes. Retrieving the salve that I know all too well, I gently massage it on her wounded body. She regained consciousness at some point, whimpering at the pain, muttering unintelligible phrases. I have never seen her look so scared before. You know this is what he does to you. Harleen appears again after I tugged Pam in bed. This is not that different from the countless times he taught you lessons. Hey. I messed up those times okay? I deserved that. Mr. J killed people for less but didn't kill me, so I must be special. He loves me. Then why didn't he kill Pam once he found out? Fucking Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Flashback in the basement plays in my brain, why do you think it's you that I want? What am I going to do with that poisonous cunt of yours? Am I just a sex doll to him? He did kill a bunch of Harley copies in one of the anniversaries, don't you remember? Harleen pressed on. How about the time he threw you out of a moving car? Or the helicopter? Harley you've studied abusive relationships. Just, maybe we are not as special as we think we are. Fuck off Harleen was the best comeback I have got. Deep down I know she's right. He doesn't love me. The familiar sense of roses and lilies enclosed before I could open my eyes. Even without a connection to the green, I know I am home. Nowhere in Gotham smells like this, and my memories caught up, Joker, Harley. I tried to lift my head to search for her, but my neck and shoulder protested, and I let out a little groan. Everywhere hurts. I have never been in so much pain since. Woodrow. Harley entered the room with impeccable timing, wearing my tree hugger t-shirt. Pamelam, how are you feeling? She sat at the side of the bed, looking tired and worried. Here, have some water. She moves closer and places a metal straw near my mouth. Thank you, Harley. The way she enters the room right after I regain consciousness only means that she has been watching over me, probably through the plants that I have in my bedroom. Have you been staring at me while I sleep? I teased. Though I hate being vulnerable, it's nice to be taken care of once in a while. Her cheek turns a darker green, is this how I look when I blush, and nodded. You're okay now Pammy. She stroked my chin softly. You hungry? I made pancakes and the fruit salad that you like. Thanks, Harls. I'd like that. She planted a kiss on my forehead before leaving to retrieve the food, giving me butterflies in my stomach. I drift in and out of sleep after instructing Harley how to care for my plants and what magic bath bomb is therapeutic for my injuries. The serum I gave Harley increased my healing massively, but Harley insists that I stay bedridden for the time being. Doctors order Pammy. Selena called to check up on me and dropped off some groceries when she came to visit. Ivy, I am glad that you're fine, her expression was somber. Probably shocked by the damage he caused. She knows Joker is a sadist and she knows about the abuse she put Harley through, but she never has to deal with the aftermath. Thanks, Selena. Harley told me about the bat. You can repay me when you get better alright? Stay alive Ives, she winked. I nodded weakly and both women left the room. I can hear muffled exchanges between Harley and Selena in the living room, but unsure what they were talking about. When Harley returned, her face was not showing any signs of it either. Harley never left my side for the whole week, unless she had to cook or water my babies. She has been telling me random stories because laughter is the best medicine. And she doesn't want me to feel bored or to leave me unattended. However, she refused to sleep in the same bed with me because she knows she thrashes around in her sleep, and she doesn't want to accidentally kick my bad knee. Instead, she sleeps on an armchair that she grew with vines next to the bed, insisting that she needs to be in the room in case I need anything. If it wasn't for the pain, the week was blissful. To keep me entertained throughout the day, she told me how one time Bud got too excited and ran into a wall, 
the wall collapsed, but his head was fine. Oh. And the other day Bud and Lou attacked a hot dog cart during our walk free hot dogs. Best day ever. She babbled about the video she saw on YouTube about a sloth, the poor little thing was trying to cross the road. How dangerous is that? Made, ah, uh, sounds when she told me something about a puppy that raised six kittens and now all those cats think they are dogs, do you think we can do that kitty's cats? Ushering fun facts about shrimps and dinosaurs, did you know a shrimp's heart is located on its head? Can't believe I never noticed when I had shrimp soup. Nonetheless, under that bubbly demeanor, I can see the sadness and guilt in her eyes. I also noticed how she dances around topics, carefully steer clear of the mention of Mr. J. But I know it is inevitable. That conversation came eight days after we returned from Joker's hideout. Harley had removed the stitches and the abrasions are healing nicely, leaving faint scars on her slash my pale skin. My arms are moving fine and I can put pressure on my bad knee. That vaccine I made for Harley is really paying off now. However, Harley still thinks that I shouldn't use my arms and legs that often, so she has been cooking and feeding me, cleaning up the house, checking up on me every 30 minutes, essentially treating me like a porcelain princess. That night when we were lying in bed, she apologized, she finally agreed to sleep in bed with me if I promise that I will let her be the big spoon. Physical contact releases oxytocin, which is good for healing and immune function okay. I didn't go to medical school for nothing or red. Trust me. I am sorry Pammy. I never wanted to hurt you. Honest. Her breath tickles, and I can feel my body getting warmer under her touch. Honey, you didn't do this to me, you have nothing to be sorry about. But. But I got you into this mess, cold tears hit my neck, mixing with her haste and hot breaths, Ives I am, I thought I am so dumb, I am so sorry. You don't deserve this. It was supposed to be me. I am sorry. Rolling over so we are face to face now, I can see tears rolling off those forest green eyes, contributing to that wet spot on the pillow. She looks so sad, even with my physical features. I can see the hurting Harley beneath, and I never want to see her cry ever again. Ives Pammy, I am so sorry. She continued, sorry. Brushing away her tears. Sweet Pea, you're not dumb, you're a genius psychiatrist so stop saying that. And you don't, in fact, no one deserves any abuse that asshole has put you through. Alright? I love you Harls, and what I... What we have been through is not your fault okay? She does not seem convinced nor relieved and it takes a while before she stops crying and manages to speak. I thought he loved me, you know, but I am not so sure anymore, her tears began to fall again. In the basement. I thought he's gonna hurt you real bad. I wish it was me instead. I can't lose you Red. I promise I will never leave you Harley. Never. I kiss her salty cheek. You will always have me. I kiss the tip of her nose. You can't get rid of me even if you try sweet pea. She smiles a little with that and closes her eyes. Good night Pammy, I love you. I love you too. Chapter 15, Cat I was out of Gotham when I first discovered their arrest. Not that I didn't want to help Ivy and Harley, but a girl gotta have dreams and there's a blood diamond being auctioned in San Francisco, at least I told Bruce off immediately after I heard the news. What the fuck Bruce? Is that necessary? They are my friends. I yelled, hoping my anger was delivered perfectly across the phone. This is not their first arrest but the situation is different now. Selena, they are murderers. And I intercepted the texts between Quinn and Joker, Ivy is now operating with the clowns to work on the Joker Venom. I have put them on high alert since then, and I did what I had to do, he paused. I thought they were going to kill everyone in the gala dash. Fuck your moral high horse. I hissed. You don't know jack shit Batman. Do you know what kind of danger have you put them through right now? 
Don't exaggerate things, it's just Arkham, they will live, he said calmly. Always so fucking calm. Weighing the pros and cons of letting Batman know the truth, I have decided that it wouldn't hurt. He is not a man who would take advantage of others. Bruce. I have to tell you something. My flight is tomorrow. Pick me up at 10 a.m. I will text you the details. Are you okay? He sounded concerned and it warms my heart a little. I know we aren't exclusive but he is always dependable. Yes, I am fine. See you tomorrow. Alfred picked me up at the airport at 10 a.m. the other day. Sorry Ms. Kyle, Master Wayne had an emergency meeting. He asked me to give you this and expressed his sincerest apologies, he said as he handed me a large bouquet of roses. He also asked if you're free later in the afternoon, you can join him for lunch, if that's what you want. I looked at the flowers and fished a card and a tiny box out of the flowers. Selena. Sorry, I couldn't make it. Tax issues in Wayne Enterprise. Hope you like the gift. Yours. Bruce. I opened the box and found a gorgeous bangle with a single row of handcrafted diamond embedded on the silver bracelet. The same one that I have been eyeing for the past few weeks. Fucking Bruce. I smiled to myself. Alfred, can you please drive me to wherever he booked for lunch? Of course Ms. Kyle. Please, follow me. Bruce kissed me on the cheek when I arrived at the Wayne Manor, his smile genuine. I figure I should just get the chef to cook here, yes the head chef from that Italian place that you love. Sounded like you want somewhere private. I grinned at his thoughtfulness, but there are steaks at hand. Yes about that. I think you'll need a drink. Over lunch and wine, I told him about the drunk heist, the gems, and the stone tablet. His expression remains vacuous. Yup, so that's it. If any of the rogues find out, they could make Ivy produce whatever chemical compound to their liking. Scarecrow may want to mix fear gas with her sex pollens. Hell, they can even make Ivy produce some of those superpower juice she made for Harley. Without her plant power, Ivy is vulnerable. And you just send her into the shithole that is surrounded by assholes who are going to use her like that. I didn't know, he mumbled. Now you do. Are you going to help me or not? I can't break them out if you're asking that, but I can ask around about the scriptures. Sure. I have already contacted Dr. Barbara and Minerva, she can't read it but she recognizes it from one of the antiques in the Amazons. I am not sure how it ended up in a fucking mummy coffin but that's a start. He nodded in silence. I can ask Diana and other contacts, they will be fine, Selena. Breaking, the clown prince of crime has broken out his princess, former psychiatrist Harley Quinn, from Arkham 40 minutes ago. Sources reported seven deaths and four casualties. Shit. Bruce pick up pick up pick up. I mutter to myself. It has only been a day or two since they have been incarcerated, and this happens? Finally, thank God, he picked up his fucking phone. I barked, did you see? Yes, he responded with as much emotion as a wall. Fuck you Bruce. What do we do now? I am trying to sound calm but failing miserably. There's nothing we can do, Selena. If we intervene, he will get suspicious. I can ask Oracle to locate Joker's new hideout but he just moved around a week ago and I am not sure where he is now. There is also a new gang war, I think Sionis is behind it, and they are terrorizing a whole sector in the east end of Gotham. I cannot prioritize personal favors over the safety of citizens, you know that, he said apologetically. Fucking Batman and his fucking justice system. Fine. But any news on the scriptures? Yes, and you won't like this. It's said to break the spell, you need a true love kiss. Dude quit playing, we aren't in a Disney movie and this is not funny. I wish I was joking Selena. I can't imagine Poison Ivy loving anyone and Harley is in Arkham.
I will verify it with a second pair of eyes, but the professor seems pretty certain and the language is ancient, so not a lot of people know how to read it. Barbara gave me a contact yesterday, but reception is terrible in the Amazon forest, and of course, there's no internet. I will fly out to him tomorrow. Keep me posted okay? Stay safe Selena. You too. Unlike that time when Ivy had invited me to take down some loggers, this trip is disastrous. No spas, no hotels, just heat and mosquitoes. This DR Geta life has been camping inside the forest, and it took me a week to locate him, with the help of various guides and money. Yes, I can translate that. But can it wait? My notes are back in my apartment and I have recently made contact with Dash. If you do this tomorrow, consider your grant for your next expedition. I am sure Bruce won't mind, and I can be very, very persuasive. He hesitated for a minute but agreed. I want a contract written up, we can meet in a restaurant around my place, it's run by a family fr dash. The contract will be ready. See you tomorrow at 6. I stopped him mid-sentence, not wanting to spend another minute here in this hot, moist, insect-filled, receptionless patch of land, and he seems like a chatty person. I waited and waited but he stood me up. Glancing at the clock on the wall, 7.15. Patience running low, I have decided to head to his apartment instead. I knew where he lives when I first ran checks on him and you can find almost everything online these days. His apartment is located on the second floor, it has a balcony so it's easy enough to break in, they don't call me the best burglar in Gotham for nothing. Through the glass balcony door, I can see Dr. Jose Cohen's being tied to a chair under the moonlight, there are signs of struggle and blood-stained papers and books lying on the floor. I cut the glass with my gloves to hear if anyone is here, but there's no sound, except for the insects chirping and traffic down the road. As a precaution, I quietly slid into the apartment with my whip ready before checking all the rooms. Fortunately, the perpetrators have left. Unfortunately, the professor is very much dead. He looked like he has been tortured and Joker's signature card is embedded in his bloodied thigh. Shit. I muttered to myself. My stomach churns as I remember Ivy is currently staying with the Joker. His card is here, which means he was here, so maybe Ivy is still safe. Unlike Harley, maybe Ivy will have something that the Joker wants so she won't be killed yet. But that's just speculation so I called Bruce immediately. No answer. There's no time difference but it's around 7.30pm, so there is a chance that he's out doing Bruce stuff, so I called the Wayne Manor instead, only to find out that he is in some charity event. I left him a message and asked him to protect Ivy, though I know Batman is unlikely to step in when busy intervening in gang wars. Saving villains in his rogues gallery is not exactly his top priority when there are civilians at stake. Going through the papers scattered on the floor, I confirmed what Bruce has told me, the souls can only return to their original body if one of them found a true love kiss. I rolled my eyes slightly at that, knowing that Ivy probably needs to kiss Harley, or Harley kissing the Joker. Logistics aside, given Ivy's body is still in Arkham, it's unclear whether Harley returns the same feeling as Ivy. Pamela has been hopelessly gay for the clown for years now, even the blind can see that, and the blonde clearly shows some affection towards the green metahuman. However, the jester always goes back to the Joker, and their dynamics is unconventional, to say the least. Joker keeps her around but abuses her fairly regularly, but then he keeps breaking her out of Arkham and seems to genuinely care for her on rare occasions, yet, he's a psychopath. Are psychopaths capable of love? What a mess. I grunted and distracted myself by examining the deceased philologist. The body is cold and the face muscle is stiff, but the thighs are still relatively soft, suggesting that he was probably killed within six hours so maybe I can extract Ivy myself, given that the clown won't kill her before I get there. The ten-hour flight was torturous and there was a crying infant on board. Once I landed on US soil, 
I got a voice message from Batman saying that he was indeed fighting some mob boss with the rest of the Bat family yesterday night. He also mentioned that Barbara hasn't been able to locate the Joker's new lair because he was laying low in the past few weeks. Do I have to do everything myself? I pinched the bridge of my nose and proceeded to take my next flight to Gotham. Not long after I landed, an unknown number called and I was greeted with a familiar voice. Hey a kitty. You miss me? I am slightly surprised that she is out of Arkham, it must have happened when I was on the plane, damn airplane mode. Harls. Hey. Hi. I heard about Arkham. I'm sorry about Bruce. His self-righteous ass can suck it. I haven't mentally prepared myself to inform her what's written on stone. She is highly likely to freak out, so I have to put it as delicately as possible, maybe over food and wine, face to face, so we can make a plan. Tis okay kitty. You know, Emma just calling to ask about the scripture. Any news? Oh god here it goes. Um about that. Come on kitty, it's been like three weeks. You've gotta have something. The usual composure and patience in Ivy's voice dissipated, replaced by Harley's iconic keenness. So Harl. About that. I did manage to track down a philologist who told me he can translate it. I was supposed to meet with him today but someone got to him first. Harley, that guy is now dead. By who? The panic in her voice is evident. Joker, dash. Kitty. Pam is with Joker. And the call was disconnected before I could ask her to wait for me. The girl is going to get herself killed. Taking a deep breath, I rang Bruce. Listen. I am still in the airport, but Harley knows. So I bet she is now heading to Joker's hideout. You can't find Joker but Harley can. I can't get to them in time, can you just please for fuck's sake follow her and rescue Ivy? I don't think Joker is going to deal with confrontation very well. Please Bruce, they are my friends. To what seems like a century later, I can hear Bruce's sighing to the phone. Okay, just because I don't want Joker killing people. As expected, Batman saves the day. By the time I visited the two other sirens, Ivy had made some recovery, though she still looked extremely unwell. Her complexion is paler than usual, which is a lot, given Harley's acid-bleached skin is inhumanly white. Ivy, I am glad that you're fine. Thanks, Selina. Harley told me about the bat. You can repay me when you get better alright? Stay alive Ives. She smiled weakly so I left the room. I haven't got the chance to tell them about the true love kiss bit yet, and I'm not sure it's a news that they need to hear right now. Harley looked exhausted. Poison Ivy always looks stunning and I didn't even know you can get dark circles around the eyes with green skin. Thanks kitty cat, for everything she broke the silence between us, flashing me a meek smile. Would give ya a kiss but don't wanna kill ya. She said dryly. No worries Harl. She is my friend too. Want anything? Coffee? Tea? I certainly need the caffeine, she busied herself by pacing to the kitchen counter. No I'm fine. Actually, I want to tell you something, something about the scripture. Boy this is going to be hard. So. Um. You need a true love kiss to break the spell or whatever. Her eyes grow wide at the statement. What do you mean true love kiss? I mean, Disney-style true love kiss Harls. You know, the shit you watch in your cartoons. I'm not stupid Selena, I know what a true love kiss is, but how am I gonna kiss Mr. J now that he is in Arkham? And how am I gonna kiss him now that my lips are toxic? Harley, I mean it in the nicest way possible, but you are dumb. Maybe you should rethink who you love. Her brows furrowed at that but made no further comments. Look Harley, I got to go, but think about what I've said okay? Take care, both of you. Thanks Kitty, 
she said absent-mindedly and saw me out. Chapter 16, Feelings I haven't told Pammy about what the cat has told me because I know she will get upset and worried, and that's not good for her current physical state. Is that why though? Harley, you're just avoiding it because you're scared. Dr. Quinzel ate it again, being ever so nosy. Ivy has made an excellent recovery, bruises have faded, regaining full mobility and there is no lasting physical damage. You should tell her because she has the right to know. It's just that, after apologizing to her the other night, I am more unsure how to break it to Ivy. I am not oblivious to her feelings, I have known it for a while now, after all, I am a psychiatrist and she is not exactly subtle, the way she looks at me, the way she blushes when I touch her, the subtle jolt whenever I kiss her cheek. It's selfish to pretend that I don't know, but I don't want to lose our friendship. Pudden is a shining example of how I can fuck up in a romantic relationship, he was so nice and charming when I first met him, and I let him down countless times. Looking back at my long list of failures, whether it's the relationship with my family or the planning and execution of a heist, nothing good stems from me. Not to mention Pamela is a literal plant goddess with a perfect physique, prickly at times but she's smart and capable, what if I am just her stupid crush? What if she realizes how dumb, reckless, scarred I am, then hate me for that? If Pammy and I ever get together, I am likely to mess up somehow and lose my lover and my best friend in one sitting. Not to mention, I have slash had Mr. J. Though, in light of the recent event, I am not sure he loves me anymore. On top of that, I am uncertain whether I love Ivy either. Surely, she makes me feel safe and cared for, but if that is love, then what do slash did I have with Joker? You can't dodge it forever you know. Shut it Harleen. Mr. J and I are meant to be, and I am going to break him out and kiss him, then you'll see. Do you think it's wise to break him out after what he has done? To our body? To Ivy? How am I gonna kiss him if I don't get him out Dr. Quinzel? I deflected. You don't even know if he loves you, there's an easier option right in front of you, you know. Leave me alone, Harleen. I am breaking Mr. J out and with that, Harleen disappears. Even though she apologized profusely and I have repeatedly reassured her that I don't blame her, Harley still looked terribly guilty. She cleaned and cooked, took great care of my plants, and didn't even complain when I made her eat vegetables. Harls, honey, are you okay? Over dinner I had to ask, something is certainly troubling her and I need to know what. You know you can tell me anything right? You read I know. Do you like the vegetable lasagna? I watched a few YouTube videos for this. A plus four effort right, she looks so proud of herself, I am sure after this, my face will get wrinkles from smiling so often. Yes babe, it's really good, I appreciate the thought. But stop avoiding the question. Something is clearly bothering you, and I won't make you tell me if you don't want to, but I am here for you. You can tell me anything Harley. Nothing that you have to worry about Pamela M. She plasters a fake smile over her face, just thinking, what to cook for you tomorrow, that's all. That is a lame but sweet lie but I decided not to push it. Instead, I headed to the cupboard and pulled out some bottles. Wine and cheese later. Your fancy red. Sure, but I get to pick the movie, her smile is genuine this time. We can watch that movie with the creepy doll. Okay? Been wanting to watch it but Pud, I mean Joker won't watch it with me. Unfazed by that change of nickname, I nodded. Just going to open it and let it breathe for a bit. I gesture to the wine bottles. Then return to the dining table to the lasagna. A few minutes of uncomfortable silence later, I broke the tension, just so you know. I have never done anything with the Joker. I said quietly, staring attentively at my pasta to avoid eye contact. Just kisses and a hand job. I am sorry Harl. Dropping her fork, she reaches out to my hand and strokes small circles with her thumb, sending electricity down my spine. Tis okay Pammy.
You have to, or else he will get suspicious. He's a good kisser, right? She left out a bitter chuckle. I narrowed my eyes and searched for any insincerity on her face, but found none. He is all right. Your body is really sensitive though, I mocked, thinking about the time I got horny when he shoved his tongue down my throat, right before he beat the shit out of me. She blushed adorably and retracts her hand, stabbing her food absentmindedly. You know. I am glad that you told me. I was really jealous of Arkham. I knew you wouldn't do that to me but I just can't help it, okay? So. I am sorry too. It's alright, I understand, you're just a jelly bean, dying to change the topic now, anyway, what's that movie you've been talking about? It better not be some cult movie or I swear to god dash. Hey you Nini. All my movie choices are good. And you said I can choose, she pointed the fork at me, pouting like there's no tomorrow. How can I ever deny anything from her? Fine, but you do the dishes if it's bad. No fair. Everything's bad by your standard. Not my fault when you have a horrible peanut taste. Just eat your delicious lasagna and we can find out. The movie was alright, it's called Annabelle, quite a lot of jump scares and the doll is creepy as hell. I don't understand why any sane person would buy that for their offspring or loved ones. For the Joker? Maybe. Harley had set up a pillow fort and settled herself next to me before the movie started. After the first few minutes, she was already too scared to exit the nest of cushions and blankets, and resorted to using my hand to cover her eyes throughout most of the movie. The fluttering feeling in my stomach makes it so difficult to focus on the film. That's why I ended up doing dishes after the film ended, I can't even pinpoint what I don't like about the movie. However, in all honesty, it's largely because Harley sulked and begged me to do it with her large puppy eyes. The former psychiatrist, i.e. a woman of science, is somehow convinced that there will be ghost hands coming out from the drain and drag her down to hell, and she is not keen to open cupboards to put away the dried cutleries because you'd never know what's behind those doors Pam Pam. She was too scared to go anywhere alone for the rest of the night, making me sit with her even when she showered, because you'd never know what's waiting for you behind the shower curtains too. She also insisted that we befriend John Constantine or Zatanna at some point, in case any of her stuffed dolls are cursed or possessed. Pammy, you don't think any of my toys are demonic right? She asked, as she intertwined herself with my body before sleep. Despite the height difference, she managed to contour herself to rest her head on my chest perfectly. I'm so glad we don't have a basement red, or an attic. That's how you find ghost stuff. She is so close and her breath tickles when she speaks, my heart beats a little bit faster for that. Harley, we are supervillains, even if we find demons, we can fight them. You and I are unstoppable. Yeah, I know you'd protect me. I can feel her smile on my neck. Good night Pammy. Tonight was really fun, thank you, and before I can reply, I can hear her breathing slowed and evened, seemingly drifting to sleep. The next day, Harley is gone, like many other mornings after I healed her wounds. A note is on the bedside table. Dearest Pammy. I have to get Mr. J out. Sorry. Harley XX. Worried, I rang Selena. It's difficult and dangerous to break someone out of Arkham without a solid plan, not to mention with any help from others, I haven't seen Harley preparing for anything and Joker's goons aren't exactly at her disposal right now. Hey Selena, good morning. Sorry to wake you, but have you heard from Harley? Something about breaking that jackass clown from Arkham? What time, bloody hell, Ivy it's 7.30. Let me have my beauty sleep, her voice is hoarse and groggy. I probably woke her up with the call, but there's no time for feeling guilty now. Harley is gone. She said she will break Joker out. I repeated, Selena seems to not understand how urgent this is. Ivy, isn't it expected? You know, about the true love kiss? For heaven's sake, what true love kiss? She makes no sense. 
Hello, Selena, wakey wakey. Harley left the apartment to break Joker out alone. I heard you the first and second time all right. I can practically see her eyes roll through the phone, also yes, true love kiss, to break the curse or spell or whatever that thing you and Harley are going through. I told Harley about the translation the other day, didn't she tell you? Clearly not. Talk later. Thanks Selena. I hung up and sank back to the bed. Of course she didn't tell me, she loves the Joker. I remember how this body uncontrollably reacted to the clown prince's touch, then it suddenly clicked. Harley's body reacted similarly to my body's touch too, all those butterflies, this body warming up when she touches my skin, how my underwear is ruined nearly every morning after waking up in her arms. Harley likes me too. The clock tells me it's 5.18 am, and Ivy is sleeping peacefully beside me, with hair messily spreading on the pillow, arms around my waist, drooling slightly. It is a sight that I wouldn't mind waking up to every day, just not tonight. After the conversation with Harleen, I have decided to break Mr. J out, just to prove that stupid Dr. Harleen Quinzel wrong. It's not out of pettiness, I guess. Just that if she's right, it means I have thrown away my bright career and permanently changed my appearance for a psychopath, all for nothing. Which further proves that I am an utter failure, and I can't let that happen. I am always a heavy sleeper, more so after wine, so I know leaving the bed won't wake Pam. It's for our own good, I tried to convince myself, the earlier I get the kiss the better. Glancing at Pammy one last time, I lay a gentle kiss on Pam's forehead then slipping out of the room. Mindful that Mr. J will be poisoned after I kiss him, I tiptoed into Ivy's greenhouse to grab an antidote and some of Ivy's carnivorous seeds too. Gotta go now. Bye guys. I will miss talking to y'all. I waved at the plants and exited through the window. The Joker is always housed in solitary cells in the basement because everyone fears him, and he simply doesn't mix well with other rogues. Being underground provides a convenient escape route too, so I suspect Mr. J pays off the guards so they keep him here. The Gotham sewers is essentially a stinky tunnel towards Arkham's basement. The wastewater is knee-deep, making it strenuous and uncomfortable to walk in, but that's a sacrifice that I have to make in order to get to my puddin'. I got lost a few times but eventually found the correct exit. Looking at my watch, 7.55. Roll call will start in 5 minutes, so I waited 20 more minutes before breaking the newly mended walls. The alarm immediately sounded, jolting sleepy guards back to work. Running towards his cell, I tore the metal door away using Ivy's vines. Puddin. It's me. I beamed at him, his face is still bruised from his encounter with Batman, but handsome nonetheless. His green hair goes strangely well with Arkham's orange. Harley girl. I knew you'd come for your daddy, he grinned, you always come back. Of course, Mr. J. Let's get out of here. A few guards have reached the basement now, their heavy footsteps are growing near. The Joker slid out of his cell reluctantly, which is unusual. Mr. J, are you hurt? I swear to God if they hurt you I will kill them all. I marched closer to him, trying to help him walk. Before he could reply, a guard was within reach of my vines, so I encircled that jailer's neck and flung him across the hall, his cries echoing in the hallway. At the same time, another guard pulled his gun out of the holster and started shooting at Mr. J. The Joker danced out of the jail cell with grace and ease, which means he's not injured at all. He dodged the bullets, landed a kick in his temple and grabbed his gun in one swift move. A handful of Arkham officers are drawing close, so I urged him again, come on. Hurry up Puddin. Let's go. More piggies ugh. I turned around to fight off a few more armed guards, using two vines as whips, fending off anyone who dared to get close. The corridor is dim, only lit by several yellow, old bulbs, which got destroyed in the gunfight. A few minutes later, gun flares are the only thing that illuminates the area, and I can hear Puddin guffawing at something around me but it's almost impossible to see under the circumstances. 
Suddenly, I hear the cocking of a gun not far from my back. Thinking that some security had sneaked past me, I formed a wall of thick vines in front of me to block incoming Arkham staff before spinning around to fight that slimy bastard. To my surprise, or am I really surprised at this point, all I see is his ghostly pale face and the endless darkness of a gun barrel. Harley girl, do you think I'd forget how you betrayed me, his voice cold and harsh, his face settled into a vicious expression. No. Mr. J. I would never. I came back for you, haven't I? Please Puddin, please we gotta go now. We can talk about this later, I love you, please dash dot. Another guard arrived to have his head bitten off by one of Ivy's plants, but the wall of vines is not going to hold on for much longer. I can hear the plants shrieking in agony when some barbaric officer brought down a flamethrower. You're right. I have to go now, but you stay. With that, he pulled the trigger, hitting me in my torso, under my left breast, near the ribs. Goodbye Harley. See you never. His manic laugh rang in the corridors of the basement, forming an eerie orchestra with the sounds of explosion in the far end of the hallway, along with screams, the screams of pain from the plants and me. Time seems to slow down when I look down and see emerald blood ooze out from my leotard. Harleen was correct, he doesn't love me and I was such a fool for giving him the chance to hurt me again. With one last effort, I limp into the sewers. I hope Pam will forgive me, she was right all along, he will be the death of me.